0: All right. I always, I like to introduce you this way. Charlie, I met Charlie in Honduras. And uh, Charlie was a missionary in Honduras. Uh, knew he was a man of God the day I met him. I think we met eating, uh, what's those things we ate down there, those little frappies or crepes or whatever. Crepes. We met at the crepe house, and I've known him ever since. And I uh, just love Charlie. He's a called preacher, and he's going to give us our word this morning. Come on up. You need anything, Charlie? You need, uh I need a blank check with <laughs> it's worth about $100. Talk to Jack. No, so I don't need that. I got it. Make sure the check is good, too. Good morning. Good morning. Last week, uh, the pastor, on the, on the handouts, when you come in the door, what did it say? Anybody remember? You you wasn't here. It was the power of God. And I was really looking forward to to hearing that. And this morning, uh, I want to share with you the power of God. For the last... Probably three, four weeks i 've been posting on on my Facebook page pictures of the of the universe. You know what we don 't understand how great God is, how magnificent and how holy and righteous that he is, and I was looking over these this panoramic view of space and how mammoth it is. And uh, I had, uh, I talked to Brian back there earlier, and he's got a couple pictures that he, uh, I asked him to put up here. Do you, you have that, Brian? There it is. Now, this is just one small constellation. And you see all them stars. There's planets and galaxies and universes in space. God is bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Look at this, between those stars is millions of light years away from each other. Light travels last I knew at 186,000 miles a second. These are millions and millions of light years away. A light year is the distance that light travels at 186,000 miles a second. And maybe Jeff can help us and tell us how how far that is at 186,000 miles a second for a year. Yes. <laughs> 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 and this is on, ain't it? It's rain. I don't know if it's because it's. In- once you turn, turn this off? Anybody hear that ringing? I couldn't hear it. <laughs> we'll just turn that off. Anyway, maybe Jeff can help us with that, because Jeff is wise. Anyhow, look at this beauty. I, I'm... I'm astounded. You what? That's your mansion. But heaven is way beyond that. And in Psalms uh, 147, it says, God has a name for every star in the heavens. Think about that. Yes. Yeah. Didn't I tell you he was wise? (laughs) Oh, you're going to blame it on the calculator. (laughs) And in Revelation 6 and in Isaiah 34, anybody know what they say, what those verses say? It says that God is going to roll up them heaven, that heaven like a scroll, like a piece of paper. Give me a piece of paper. You've got to get a visual of this. He's going to roll it up, space, the space that you see right here. He's going to roll it up like a piece of paper. That's the God that we serve or should be serving. That's the God that we ought to be praising and worshiping. We just sang a song, didn't we, of how great God is. Is he that great just on Sunday morning? You know something else? <laughs> that great big God loves you. To think, and it says in Genesis, I think it's the second verse of chapter one. It said that it, that that uh, the earth was without form and void, space, and the earth was was up without form and void, and darkness was upon the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Am I ugly or what? Let me get rid of the Spirit of, you know what, if the Spirit of God does not move, it's nothing. It means nothing. And one day, God moved on your heart and my heart. When there was nothing but total blackness and darkness, the Bible says that he spoke to the light. To be. He said, light, be. We have light today. Spiritual light, light I'm talking about. By the power of the Spirit of God. And the God that created all this has you in mind. Has you in mind. Because you, this world would not be the same without you. You know that? It wouldn't be the same. That's the influence that you have. That's the power that you have or don't have. God has an infinite grace for you and for me. I can't tell you how many times that I have failed and walked in fear. Some of us are walking in fear. But God is bigger and greater than your fear. And believe me, you can trust him. I've been in situations that were <laughs> there wasn't anything but good. God was there because He loves me, and He loves you. And His eyes and His hands and, and His spirit surround you. It says in 2 Chronicles uh, 16 that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect towards him. He wants to show himself powerful and strong in you and little over you. You came from Honduras, right? God knew you before you was born. That's how great he is. He knows how much hair you got on your head by number. He knows every path that you took, every decision that you made. He knew what you was going to do before you did it. He loves you. And he's concerned about your situations. Anybody have some adverse situations in their lives? Huh, Baby, you don't know <laughs> where I've been. <laughs> there was a man in the Bible who had, was in a very dismal and dark situation. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, you will find that his name is Jehoshaphat. And he woke up one morning, and he got some bad news. His, His kingdom was surrounded by three armies that was out to destroy him you have an army right now that's out to destroy you. To rob you of your joy, of your peace, and whatever else he can wreak havoc on. Anybody in that situation? (laughs) Anybody aware that you are in a spiritual battle and the consequences is eternal. Jehoshaphat, in chapter 20 of Second Chronicles, for those of you who don't know, that's in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles follows First Chronicles, right? And it says, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Hmm. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be at Hazat to Tar Tamar, which is in Gedi. Get this. And Jehoshaphat feared. He looked over a landscape, and all he seen was enemy. He didn't see any deliverance, he didn't see any hope. He was living in fear. And then the next few words says, (laughs) read it, and set himself to seek the Lord. In these troublesome times that America is facing right now, God's people need to set their face towards God. Because things are changing drastically, rapidly. This is not the America that I grew up in. And and for most of us, older people. Some of us, older people. (laughs) It's not the same. And you look down the road to the future, and what do you see? more turmoil and wars and famine. And we're being restricted in our freedoms day by day. And most of us don't say anything about it. We're complacent just to let things happen as they happen and not resist. But the Bible says... Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Jehoshaphat feared. Fear is a terrible thing. I was scuba diving. I was uh, a rescue diver, scuba diving. And I was down to Cozumel, Mexico, many years ago. I'm I'm getting like Larry here. (laughs) I can't remember things right. I was in Cozumel, Mexico, and I was down about 100 feet. And that was the first time I ever uh, dove in the ocean. And the first thing they teach you when you're taking your uh, certification classes is, no matter what goes wrong, don't panic. Don't let fear control you. And I'm down about 100 feet, and I'm so wrapped up in the beauty of where I was at, and I forgot about looking at your instruments. I had gauges that told me how deep I was, how long I had been down, how much air I had left, and etc. And I'm so wrapped up in the beauty of what I'm doing and where I'm at that I forgot to look at this gauges that I had. And God spoke to me in the depths of that ocean. And He said, look at your gauges and I pulled that thing up, and I had new equipment. You don't want to rent something that you can't depend upon and don't know what condition they're in. I had new equipment. I pulled that gauge up and I looked at that thing, and I shook it, (laughs) thinking that maybe this thing wasn't functioning correctly. And it didn't change. And I looked up And believe me, that's a long way up when you're 100 feet down. And the Lord says, don't panic. Take slow, long breaths. And on the way up, you're supposed to stop every so often to let the nitrogen out of your system so you don't get the bends. If you get the bends, there's a possibility you'll die from the bends. It's a cramping. So I I took in some air, and I started going up too slow. (laughs) To me, it was too slow. It was right. I was doing things right. When my head popped through the waves, there was 20 pounds of air in my tank. (laughs) It pays to hear the voice of God. Because you never know when you're going to need him. And I needed him (laughs) at that moment. To think that I'm 100 feet down and, and, and God speaking to me in the depths of the ocean. And you knew, I knew it was him. Jehoshaphat feared And he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. A fast unto the Lord is effective. And I haven't done it recently, and I don't plan on doing it this afternoon. (laughs) Do I, Dana? (laughs) He proclaimed a fast. Isaiah, the 58th chapter, talks about the purposes of a fast. And there's all kinds of fasts. It doesn't necessarily have to be food, right? But he said, he said a fast. Remember now, he's surrounded all around him with the enemy. In the spiritual realm right now around us, There's a warfare going on in the heavenlies right now. And the enemy's trying to take these words from your mind and from your heart. He's trying to steal God's word from you because his word produces life. Jesus said, my my words are spirit and they are life. And that enemy is trying to cheat you and rob you of what God has for you. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Anybody need help in here? Anybody need help? Come on, raise your hands. You don't need to be mad, be bashful amidst God's people, you know. Bless the Lord. I need help. I need prayer. Jehoshaphat needed help. (laughs) And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we need to seek the Lord. This is not the time to be complacent and just say, okay, Sirah. Whatever will be, will be. There was a song like many, years, many years ago. You remember that? You're telling your age, girl. <laughs> And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. In the house of God. People from from Judah and and the surrounding cities came to the house of God to seek help from the Lord. I could go on with that. And they said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? It says in Daniel 4 that God rules in the affairs of mankind. He's, he sets up one and he takes down another. The reason we have the president we have, one of the reasons, is because God put him there. I don't hear much of that. <laughs> you might not like him. But we need to pray for him anyhow. We need to pray for him and the leaders of this country in this this election coming up because we're at a turning point. We're at a turning point. God put that man there. Well, can I dare say chastisement? (laughs) Amen. Amen. but he puts in one and he takes down another. He rules in the affairs of mankind. He rules in your world. And hopefully in mine. And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen, and in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee. God is going to have his way with you or in spite of you. That's one of my favorite sayings, by the way. <laughs> it's one of my favorite sayings. I can't tell if this thing is on or not. Is this working, Brian? Glory to God. So they set themselves to seek the Lord. They proclaimed a fast. And they went into the house of God. This place ought to be full. And they come into the house of God and sought help from the Lord. Turn over to verse 12 of chapter 20 of Second Chronicles, and it says, O our God, Wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might. We have no strength. We have no power. Anybody without power or strength this morning? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. Anybody have questions in their mind about what they're supposed to do? Decisions that they are supposed to make? I made a decision a few days ago. And Ken helped me. Even though he's from he's for a, he's a fan of Penn State. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder about him. (laughs) But anyway, I told you (laughs) I couldn't help it. I made a decision I'm going to Israel November the 7th. This year? This year. You didn't know that, did you? It's probably a good thing you'd have tried to talk me out of it. God, I've I've been, since I became a Christian and started learning about the Bible, I've always wanted to go to Israel. And I was raised dirt poor. In orphanages and, and foster homes. And I never in my wildest dreams that I would ever go to Israel, but guess what, I'm going. (laughs) Thank you, Ken, for helping me. He's the one that helped me get the tickets and the hotel over there. So I give you a pat on the back. He did, they didn't know what to do. Then down in verse 15, the word of the Lord came. You need a word from God? And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. That's an awesome word. The battle you are fighting is not yours. And you will never win it if you try to do it on your own strength. You will lose every time. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. I'm looking at you. Set yourselves. You know what that means, to set yourself? It means you're going to plant your feet on that mountain, and you're not going to change, and you're not going to move. Your feet is is sunk in concrete, 50-pound blocks of concrete, And ain't no storm coming that's going to destroy you. You're going to set yourself. And this is the way it is. Getting warm in here. Set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of God. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Somebody needs to hear that word. Tomorrow, things are going to change. Things are going to change in your life. Fear not and be not dismayed. God always fulfills his word. Amen. Down in verse 19, and the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel with a loud voice, Brad was talking about a loud voice this morning, to praise him in the midst of your adversity and your questions and your doubts. The quickest way to get relief is to start praising him in the midst of your problems. It doesn't mean praise the Lord. It doesn't mean, uh, 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 Lord, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Praise the Lord! They shouted. They were not intimidated by those they were surrounded with. Praise the Lord! Verse 20, the last part of that verse says, Believe in the Lord your God, So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And then he had a conference. Jehoshaphat did. And in verse 21, it says, And when he consulted with the people, those in in positions of authority, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that they should praise the the beauty of holiness. There's beauty in holiness. There's something something magnificent in holiness. I went to Bible school in Texas in nineteen seventy-two, and when I pulled into that to that church, the door. There was uh, two small windows on each side of that door, and Reverend Ted McElroy was standing in front of that window. And the moment I seen him, God spoke to me. Said, "This is where I want you to be." And I seen that man's countenance. And there was a beauty and a glory. There's beauty and holiness. That should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. The singers, I wish I would say how many there was, But the singers was out before the army that was going to go to this battle. And they started singing praises to the Lord. That's the only place that I've ever heard or read where some army put out singers in front of them. And you will never find it any place else, I don't believe. If you do, you let me know. And they started marching out and they were singing praises to the Lord. Glory to God! Glory to God! He reigns! He is our King! He is our Lord! He is our fortress, our strong tower! He is our salvation! He is our life! Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing, when they began, not at the end of their singing and praising God, at the beginning. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. That whole army that uh, Jehoshaphat had didn't have to do a stinking thing. All they did was sing, Tat. Can you sing? Yes, you can. You've got a voice. I didn't say how good it was. (laughs) You're like me. They asked me to sing tenor once, just once, <laughs> ten or fifteen miles away. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, who was supposed to be in cahoots with them to fight against Jehoshaphat, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had an end, made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy the other one. There was confusion in the ranks. That's what this is saying in the end, camp of the enemy. Now you talk about victory. <laughs> and when Judah came toward the watchtower, or the fortress in the wilderness, they looked upon the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies, fallen to the earth, and none escaped. That whole horde that was against Judah and King Jehoshaphat Not one of them walked off that battlefield. That's the God. That's the God we serve right there. The one that created that. The one that spoke it. You realize that he spoke it into existence, right? And with Jehoshaphat... And his people came to take away the spoil of them. They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away." Is that victory or is that victory? I can't hear you. It's victory. It's like Michigan beating Penn State. (laughs) What was the score, Ken? 40 to what? (laughs) That's victory. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that has his eyes over you. And direct your footsteps, brother. There was no accident you went down to Honduras when you was in the army. Is it? (laughs) We got victory ahead of us. You need to set your face, set your face towards God, set your feet, and be unmovable and unshakable in your faith. And steadfast. The winds are going to blow. The storm coming. The storm is coming. And if you don't have something going wrong in your life right now, stand by. But there's victory coming. It's just beyond the horizon. And God is going to get praise and honor and glory through it all. And when it's all said and done, When it's all said and done, we're going to say it's worth it all. All the problems that you went through. Notice I said went through. The storm is not going to be here forever. The problems in your life is not going to be there forever. Because there's victory in Jesus. And only in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know where your walk is with the Lord right now. I have no way of knowing. But you do. You know. Do you have victory in your life today? Do you have joy in your heart today? Do you have peace in your mind when you lay your head on your pillow at night? Do you have peace? Or do you... Turn and toss. Praise God. I don't turn and toss. I'm not worried. I've got nothing to worry about. My life is in his hands. Your life is in his hands. Let's stand, please. you're not in this fight alone. We are here to help and to stand by you and help in whatever way that we can. But one of the primary ways that we can help you is to pray for you. In whatever situations that you are facing, we want to stand with you. If there's anybody hesitate to give the the enemy time to work in your mind and to keep you from doing what's really in your heart. Now, if there's anybody that needs prayer, I'm going to ask you to come up. Just step out. pastor will pray with you. I'll pray for you. Evelyn and Jack will pray for you. Ken and Linda will pray for you. Well, Linda's not in here, but Ken will. There's other people that will. Just come up.